Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and as always, I am so very glad you're back with us again today. If you have ever faced a test or a trial and maybe you weren't even prepared for it, today is definitely an episode we're going to probably relate to because most of us have come to a point in life where we have faced something in life, either a real test like in school, like we're, you know, pen and paper, or spiritually speaking, a test that the Lord has set before us. And there are times where you face tests and some of them leave us questioning God. They leave us questioning our purpose and a variety of things. And so in today's episode, we're looking at tests and trials that we face and how the Lord, I think, is asking us to reframe them. And I'm really excited about it. But of course, as you always know, if you haven't liked or subscribed, please like and subscribe because, you know, that's what us podcasters beg of you. And hey, guess what? We're over on YouTube now. So go find me over at Even If Podcast, all one word. And if you want to, that way you can watch the podcast in a video format. I'll wave at you sometimes. I'll make funny faces that you can't see if you're just listening to it on audio. So We have got a fun story to talk about today. And y'all know we've been doing this conversation starter series all summer and we're wrapping it up. I mean, it's nearly September. We've got, I think, two, three more episodes of this before we launch into the next series. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast today. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Like I told you at the beginning, today we're talking about tests and You know, some of you may be walking through one right now, or you've just gotten out of a season of being tested in one way or another. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I've got a slew of them in my rearview mirror. But we've all faced tests of some sort in our life. And some of them have just felt like a real life game of like whack-a-mole. You know, you've got one test here and you get it put out and then you get another one and bam, you put that one out. I mean, y'all know what whack-a-mole is, right? I mean, like the game at like Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, anyways. But that being said, God told us from the very beginning in John 16, 33, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. You know, and sometimes I'm like, why? Why do we have to have trouble? Wouldn't it just be so much easier if we didn't have tests and we didn't have trials? And, you know, I just kind of go back and I just want to give a shout out to Adam and Eve for jacking it all up for us right from the very beginning. I think that, you know, we should just blame them for it, you know. I'm just kidding, y'all. It's just that in this world, we have these tests and troubles, and they come to us in all sorts of shapes and sizes. They come in different intensities. Some of them are like a speed bump, boop, over it, and then others of them feel like a hurricane, and it destroys everything, and it upends everything in your life. And the thing about tests is that often... After we encounter a season of testing, our lives aren't ever the same after that. So true story. I got a job in college. I needed a little part-time job to earn a little extra cash. And I applied to a job in the Texas Tech Athletic Department working in media relations. Well, I show up first day. Okay, so school has just started and I'm not from Lubbock at this point. I have just lived here for like two weeks. So I am so excited because I love sports and I like people. So, you know, media relations was like perfect gig. And I was so excited about this job, y'all. I imagined all of the cool things I was going to get to do, like working in the press box. 
during football games and working on the sidelines with reporters during the basketball games and baseball games. I mean, like I had built it up in my mind to be this amazing, glamorous job. I was stoked about this. So I come bebopping in from my first day of classes. And it was like one of those where you'd go to your classes in the morning and then you'd come work in the afternoons and they just worked with your schedule. It was precious, precious people. The first thing that happens to me, first day on the job, I walk in and my boss's name was Joe. Joe was precious, precious man. If you're from the Lubbock area and you probably know Joe, I think Joe knows everybody literally in this town. He is just an amazing human. Well, back then he was the media relations director. And first day, first day, I walk into his office and I'm like, hi, how can I change the world today? You know, I'm sure I didn't say that, but you know, I was pretty close. And he hands me his keys. He hands me a list of businesses with addresses on them, just name and business address, name and address, name and address. And pretty much with like no emotion, he did not realize, you know, that I was bebopping in to save the world and change media relations forever. He says to me, there are a whole bunch of posters and schedule cards for the football team. They're in the backseat of my car. I need you to go deliver those to every person on this list. And then he kind of just like dismissed me. Okay, off you go. I kind of felt like that chick off of, you know, the, the devil wears Prada, you know, like at that point, I don't think he knew my name, but I had been tasked with delivering posters and schedule cards to businesses. Okay, no problems here, except that I took his keys and I walk out into the parking lot. I had to ask the secretary where he parked because I didn't know. And so I walk out and I'm clicking to try to find his car. I don't even know what kind of car he drives. So I find the car and I get to his car, start the car, and I start looking at this list. So I'm going to drive his car around town delivering these cards. And I look on it. Y'all, there are no less than like 60 to 70 businesses on this page that he had listed. And, you know, did I mention I had only lived in Lubbock for two weeks? I mean, at this point, I knew where Walmart and the mall was. Honestly, that's about it. Okay. And so I didn't know my way around town. We didn't have GPS back then. I mean, you still had to use maps to get places. And so I'm mildly panicking, mildly, because I don't know where all these places are. And I don't know half of the businesses. And I don't know where half of these addresses are. And so God's grace, truly, I open up the glove compartment and there's a map in there. Yes. Hallelujah and amen, because it was like manna from heaven, y'all. Pops out. And so I was scheduled to work that day from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So for the next three hours, I go deliver these. Oh, and I should mention to you, too, that the list of businesses were in no particular order. There was no rhyme or reason to the businesses. Like I would go to one business and then right after that, I would realize like I had passed a business. And so I value efficiency, (laughs) you know, God's sense of humor. I'm one of the least organized humans I know in my life. And yet I value efficiency. I'm like, that's a little bit of a hypocrite, right? But anyways, I would just zigzag all over town looking for these places and finding them. 
it was chaos, let me tell you. So I get about a third of the way done with this list in three hours. That's how many pit places there were, y'all. I couldn't even count. There was no way to count how many. There were pages of these businesses I had to go to. And I'll be honest, like at first, it was awkward. So I had to walk into this strange business and I had to ask for the manager or the owner. And then I had to present them with their poster and their schedule cards. And I had to figure out something to say to them besides, here's your poster. I was looking so awkward. And y'all know I'm awkward anyways. So I'm over there, like had to figure out something. And so After a few times, it got a little bit easier. I would walk in and I'd kind of put together in the car while I was driving to the next place. I'd kind of put together, okay, this is what I'm going to say here. And I would say, hello, my name is Christy Miller and I'm with the Texas Tech Athletic Department. We wanted to thank you for being a sponsor of our football team with a poster and some schedule cards. And then I would smile, I'd hand them the goods and they would be like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And then I would turn around and leave. So there was a big learning curve here. I mean, I thought I was going to be doing glamorous things like interviewing athletes. And as it turned out, I was delivering schedule cards to random businesses. Well, it took me about three days to get through the list. And so every day after I'd get out of classes, I'd go get Joe's keys and then I'd head back out to go deliver more schedule cards and posters. And on the third day, when I finally got it all done and I had pretty much, I mean, literally memorized what I said every time I walked into, you know, a new business. I head back to the office on that third day and I put his keys on his desk and I'm like, I'm done, you know, like, hey, I got it done. You know, part of me was like, I was pretty proud of myself for somebody who didn't know how to get anywhere before this started. I was, I was proud of myself. Well, I'm sure that that was, you know, super impressive to the guy who had lived here pretty much his whole life. So I walked back in, I handed him my keys and my boss, Joe, he just smiled at me and he nodded. And then no fanfare. Again, I think Joe would think it's hilarious that I'm comparing him to the devil's wears Prada because he wasn't a mean boss. He was actually a wonderful, wonderful boss. But at the same time, he had just asked me to do something and expected that I would do it. And so no fanfare, no pat on the back, no like, at a girl, way to go, Christy, none of that. Just smiled and nodded at me and said, you know, thanks. This is what I know now. I didn't know it when I was doing it. But all of those deliveries, they were a test. I think it served multiple purposes for him. We never discussed this, but I know now. He needed to know that I could walk into a business and I could introduce myself He needed to know that I could persevere and get through that entire list of places. He needed to know I wouldn't wreck his car. That was a big trust fall. Y'all know how good I am at driving. Um, But he had to test me and he did it by seeing if I could deliver some schedule cards, which I didn't see it as a test when I was doing it. I just saw it as this is what he needed me to do. And it wasn't really super glamorous and it wasn't fancy. And I I wasn't interviewing athletes like I thought I was going to be. But the thing about it is that in our life, just like this, in that job, we're going to face tests and we're going to face trials in our life. And I love that James in chapter one, it says the testing of our character and our faith, that 
changes our ability. It stretches and grows our ability to endure. And I love the NLT version of James 1, 3 and 4. Okay, that's what I'm going to read for you here. It says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You know, I've heard the NIV version a lot, but the NLT version says, so let it grow. Whenever you face these trials, you know, of life, the first question that comes to mind is what kinds of trials do we face? And the answer, I think, is actually kind of complicated. What kinds of trials do we face? Well, they could be literally anything. And this is one of the reasons why I love God so much is how he meets us so intimately in wherever we are. So it's anything that challenges our faith. Have you noticed that in the Bible, it'll give us some broad things, but have you ever just felt yourself being tested in an area that was very, very specific to you? And the kinds of trials and tests that we face are uniquely designed for each of us. The things that will grow me and stretch me may or may not grow and stretch you. And the Lord knows exactly what we need to grow our faith. For example, you know, some of us are very tender hearted and some of us tend to be harder hearted, harder hearted. (laughs) That's a mouthful to say. So for the person who struggles with having a harder heart, God's going to test you so that your heart can be softened and more tender toward him and what he's doing. And then on the flip side of it, some of us are very, very soft-hearted, tender-hearted, bruise easily. And, you know, you may endure some testing that strengthens you and that has to work its way through you to help you develop a little bit more resiliency in your life and your ability to endure the things that come at you. All of these tests are different. So then you might be asking yourself now, well, what purpose did tests serve? Tests serve a couple of purposes. The first thing I think that they do is they clarify whatever you're facing. Tests have the ability to give us purpose and meaning where maybe we didn't have it otherwise. I think the testing of our faith, anything that stretches and grows our faith, it helps us have more purpose and more meaning in our life. Tests are clarifying. The second thing is I think that tests draw us closer to him. I mean, we've all kind of discussed how, you know, whenever everything's going well and everything's going good, our natural proclivity, our natural response is that we think we got it. We think we got this. We got it made in the shade and we don't need him. I don't think it's necessarily that our hearts are hard. Whenever things are easy for us and we're not in a season of testing, we don't draw ourselves to him the way we do when we're being tested by something. I mean, I'll tell you this. At the beginning of the year, I told y'all the word this year that the Lord had given me was to bear more fruit. And To bear more fruit, as it turns out, is going to require some pruning and testing, and it's going to require me leaning into doing things that I've never done. 
YouTube videos, it's going to require me doing things and submitting to him in areas that I never thought I would have to do. Y'all, when I started this podcast, I had no desire to do YouTube. In fact, I was like, uh, no, we're not doing YouTube. And here I am doing YouTube because he's asked me to, because it means that he can reach more people. So why would I not say yes to something that's going to glorify and hopefully bring more people to the kingdom? And so our tests draw us to him. And I'll tell you, the testing of it wasn't saying yes to the YouTube channel. The test was the visibility. I'm being vulnerable here because I'm literally looking into the camera and knowing you can judge everything about me if you can see me. You can judge my office. You can judge my crazy painting over my shoulder. <laughs> That's Yeehaw Cowgirl. I don't know if I've ever introduced her. She is fabulous. I'm digressing, but yeah, that's her name. Her name is Yeehaw Cowgirl. Okay. I love her. She's fabulous. You can judge my my body. You can judge my face. You can judge my hair. And I'll just be honest, like it's vulnerable. But I felt him saying to me, I need you to trust me here. I need you to do this. I need you to take that step of faith. Well, that's scary. I'm awkward. <laughs> but here I am. I must say yes. The thing I've realized about anything that challenges our faith is that, and this is the last thing, everything that challenges our faith and grows us up, every single thing, it makes us look more like him. Do y'all know what I mean? Have you ever met somebody and they just look like Jesus, man. And it wasn't necessarily what they physically looked like. It was the words that were within them and the wisdom and the gentleness and the patience. And yeah, I love the phrase, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you know, that's somebody who has been tested. Their mouth has been tested. People who are patient have been through tests of patience. I ask any mom of any toddler or teenager, come to think of it. <laughs> we go through these things that test us, that grow us up. And anything, anything that does that makes us look more like him. You know, tests and trials, those things, we're actually going to talk more about those this fall. I've mentioned in the past couple of weeks how September 5th, we're starting a new series, and it's it's talking about an even-if kind of faith. And, you know, I think one of the very basic things of an even if kind of faith is that faith that says, even if I'm tested, even if I am stretched, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust what you're doing. I'm going to trust that you are trying to make me more like you, and I'm going to cooperate with that. That's like the basis of an even if kind of faith in a nutshell. And so we're going to talk more about tests and trials and some other things starting September 5th. And so as we're wrapping up this summer series, mark your calendar for that because I am crazy excited about that. And I'm excited for some of the guests I have coming back on the show. Yeah, no, I haven't quit having interviews and having guest episodes. We'll be having some guest episodes this fall, and some of them are incredible 
incredible stories, y'all. I'm just thrilled at what God has brought. And so it has been a really fun summer, but I'm really looking forward to what the fall is holding for us too, because he just keeps growing us up, man. Yeah, (laughs) he keeps growing us up. That is for sure. So as we close out today, I want to encourage you. That's the first thing, because if you're being tested in any way, if you are walking through a season that is growing you up, that is stretching your faith and making you say, Lord, I need you, then you're exactly where you need to be. Because tests are meant to draw us closer to him. They're meant to grow us up. They're meant to give us more clarity and purpose in our life. And I'll say this, even if you can't see what the purpose is right now, there is purpose in it. In the tests and the trials that I went through, including like the one with Joe, I didn't know he was testing me. I thought he had just given me a bum job for the first week. But it was a test to make sure I was trustworthy, to make sure I could handle myself. And just like that, even if you can't see what the purpose is or the meaning is, you just know it's testing you, submit to it. Tell the Lord, this would be the best thing you could do is just say, Lord, I don't know what your purpose is for this, but I'm going to choose you anyways. And I'm going to ask you to show me everything you want to show me in this season, in this test, Lord, I'm going to cooperate. I won't pass the test. And I want to be more like you as a result of it. That's a word right there. That's a word that just came to me while I was talking. So sometimes I love whenever he'll just go, here you go. Here's just a little nugget. He's so gracious like that. So anyways, I think that is about all for us today. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm always, always so grateful to share some time with you each week. And good Lord willing, I'll see you again next week.